Uh, all right, well, thank you, Ross, for joining us again. It's our honor to have Ross Kenrick again on the pod. Uh, Brisbane is home to two things. Uh, the NRL Grand Final, apparently, and uh, <laughs> Bacchus Brewing. So, Ross, uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us once more. Um, and come on, come on. We've got City Cats as well. No, no, this isn't about putting down Brisbane. This is about elevating Bacchus. Yeah. I, I feel like you're making an excuse for subtly putting down Brisbane <laughs> and that you're doing, you're doing a classic dating neg, but fine. It's like, it's like yeah, I really, I really like the way those glasses frame your face that's pretty not great without them. <laughs> Um, kind of thing. So, uh, you know, that's the vibe I'm getting from you, Tristan. So I've been reading the game. Ross, I promise um, you I'm not negging Brisbane. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, all right. So it's, uh, it's, it's great to have you back. Uh, a lot's happened uh, since we last chatted. We've had more of your beer and yep. we have sent uh, Anonymous and uh, Chappie of Chappie Asks to your brewery where they had a fantastic time. Both of them passed out in the Uber on the way home. Um, and I apologize for their drunken ramblings on the day, but um, thank you for uh, for giving them your time. And you got to ask if you don't, if you don't pass out on the Uber ride home, have you really had a good time? <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> actually a valid absolutely. point. Absolutely. That, that's the, the, the very excited Uber ride in and then the passed out Uber ride home should bookend any good night out in Brisbane, I'd say. Do you know, Ross, do you know if they took home any take-home packs? I think they did, but... Um... Ross can't say legally he wasn't allowed to sell them anything else. <laughs> 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 All right, so so we're going to continue on our Bacchus journey. Last week we drank... What did we drink again? Uh, it was very good. You had the Smoking Mountain, the Queensland. There, there, we, there we go. There we go. Thank, God, thank God someone else listened to our podcast besides <laughs> the three hosts. I think we all really enjoyed the Queensland Ale Best, isn't that yes. what, how I remember it? Like, although the Smoke and Mountie was great and had the you know the bacon flavors and the you know rich stouty you know sweetness, the uh, Queensland Ale was just such a lovely, simple, crisp. You know, had that uh, the little flavor of, of wattle and honey to the to the back of it. Gorgeous beer, loved it. It's certainly our biggest selling beer. But how long's that one been around for? Almost since day one. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this isn't one of your rotational flavors. This is one of your core. One, one, one of the core, core range, yes. Yeah, most people who get kegs for parties or weddings or whatever it is, ninety-five percent of the time they take a Queensland ale. Yeah, one. And has it changed at all uh, since you know since you first launched it? Nope. So moving on to uh, to this week's drink. So yeah, I I consider myself the uh, sommelier of the Bacchus brews that we've got in our uh, in our fridge. And uh, so how is it pronounced again, Tristan? Sommelier. Um, <laughs> Smellier. <laughs> isn't that an African country with all the pirates? I'm going to say, isn't that some sort of uh, pirate? <laughs> um, yes, he's, he's somewhat of a pirate when it comes to the Bacchus Brews. Go on. So, God, I... <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I, uh, I, I've picked out a beautiful pairing for tonight's, uh, for tonight's recording. First we, firstly, I looked at the percentages. And I thought, because we're having the man himself on the potty, I felt like we need to go hard. So we will be drinking the Black Plums. Now, this was a, a topic of conversation, Ross. Perhaps you can steer us in the right direction. Is it Islay or Islay? Uh, I thought it was Ili, but Or Ili. It's actually Isla. Isla. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Isla in Scotland. So the Isla yeah. edition fruited... Imperial Stout, which comes in at a wafty, 
a wafty 15.1%, and it is in a one 375ml can, 4.5 standard drinks. And as with any Bacchus brew, it's made with fresh Australian plums. You obviously list the ingredients straight on the can, as you say you promise you will always do for every beer that you make. Uh, it's got rye, oats, of course. Um, it is... It's scary and yet exciting at the same time. And Ross, what do you? What, are we should, firstly, should we crack this open before we we go into our next? And and, and sh- perhaps I should announce the second as well. Um, but I know that you've got a view on how. How do you think we're going to take this beer? Um, it's a difficult one. I think it will be a love hate. I think I don't think mm. there will be much middle ground. To be honest, do you love it? I love it. That's all we need. <laughs> and, and of the two, I, I'm just going to jump in. The second beer we have is the Atomic Blackberry uh, Fruited Berliner Fuisse. Uh, of, of the two, which one should be would be opening first? We've got the heavier one and then so we love the, the Blackberry. Absolutely the Blackberry. Yeah. Wow. I was really excited about the black plums there, but let's start with the Blackberry. I know. I know. So let's crack. So, okay. So this comes, and this is where my sommelier uh, <laughs> skills come through. Um, so the, the, the blackberry is 3.2%. Now, Ross, it's 0.9 standard drink. So based on uh, our the Freedman podcast rules, we're actually rhythm sober <laughs> the more we drink this. I think, though, uh, one question that I wanted to throw at you was this trend of low alcohol beer. Um, are you guys seeing that? Are you are you seeing more popularity towards your heavier, you know, heavier alcohol content beers or your lighter? Oh, I think most of the interest is with our bigger beers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think we, we have a problem with our very small batch brewery that our um, production costs are through the roof. Um, so on a big beer, uh, the price disappears. But on, a, I guess, a cheaper, smaller beer, uh, our production costs become quite prohibitive uh, right. to being able to sell the, the, the beers for marketing. I mean, in, in the bar, not so much, though. Uh, but certainly online, it's very hard for us to compete in that sort of parallel space. So we tend to stick more so with the uh, the bigger, I guess, more more impressive beers that people like to get in and uh, try mm. something a bit special. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I was looking at the the black plums and as Tristan said, we're north of ten percent booze content, four point five standos per can. She's beautiful and. I, it has me wondering, like, what's the line between a beer and a liqueur? Um, <laughs> because you know, having having had the first little little taste of it and uh, looking at that that quantity, it's like this is more like a liqueur than a beer. And I guess that does sort of suit the economic model of small batch stuff. You know, a small amount of really kind of high yield beer that's almost liqueur like in its nature. Yeah, we're certainly yeah looking to do more and more. I guess on that bigger end. You know, the, uh, our Isla Reserve will be out hopefully next week. Um, and that's, uh, I think, just over 17% this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. You got That'd us like again. Peated whiskies. That is our, you know, 100% peated whiskey beer. Mm, lovely. Um, and we'll, we'll also be looking at some stage to do another freeze distilled version. So the last one was up at 31%. Oh, my Lord. Well, thank God I was out having a picnic today with my sister who was doing Oct Sober and she got me she got me to have a couple of those Cooper's Ultra Light Zero Alcohol beers, which I think actually puts me in the negative. Is that how? It does. It does. Yeah, good. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it should be fine. 
yeah. should be fine. Yeah. So I, if anything, you've got a lot of ground to make up, mate. You've got a lot <laughs> of ground to make up because you just went to a picnic and ordered a salad at McDonald's. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just have catch-up to do. You have atonement, <laughs> atonement to make. So I've, right. I've, I've cracked into this. Uh, I've cracked into the BlackBerry. I've cracked into the Atomic. I'm... Um... I'm loving this. It's just a drink at the moment. And as I said, at 0.9, I feel like this is something you might drink before a big jog or some yeah. sort of you know exercise routine. Directly um, after du- surgery. During. <laughs> Directly before <laughs> surgery. Um, During. And you've nailed the description uh, because you've said at the very end, you know, it's a fruit sour likened to sour warhead lollies. Oh, and yeah. that is a great uh, description. And again... If you're using real fruit, you, you don't use any uh, any flavorings, which which we love. Uh, it's just, I guess, because we've gone so heavy on so many things lately, it's just quite refreshing to have a, a well-balanced sour that just goes down very easily. And I believe it's it's almost like pre-meditating meditating the polar opposite effect that we're about to have in naught but probably about 10 minutes time when we crack open the black plums. <laughs> listen, to, listen to Tristan. It's it, like the way you just went there, Tristan, was like um, you'd, you'd had that sour lolly that Homer has from The Simpsons. His whole face like, sucks your mouth into you and you're like, and then we'll talking through this kind of sour warhead face. This was sounds a bit like he's waiting for a waiting for a call from the governor to reprieve him. It's like, well, we've got 10 minutes before this is happening, everybody. So if that phone's <laughs> going to ring, now's a good time. Absolutely. So welcome so back to, to the uh, Put Down Tristan podcast. Um, Ross, it's great to have you hey, with shut us. Shut up. Um, <laughs> oh, Tristan, now, playing the sympathy card. Look no, at no, you no, go. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to know where, why is it atomic? Oh, good question. <laughs> You come up with the names, I believe. Yeah, it was just an atomic range. So, I mean, it was just something that was a bit of a, I guess, a zingy flavor explosion. And atomic it was just an, a word that came to mind. So we do do a whole range of them. There's probably, I don't know, probably 20-odd different, oh, yeah? basically every, every fruit. And then we do a pina colada and a lemon lime bitters and variations. One, one of the ones that's really become uh, super popular with our customers, which is a bit of a surprise, uh, we do a chalk raspberry. I think we might have had that one, boys. Or was that was that a stout? We had a with stout. the white chalk raspberry, didn't a we? No, it was a pilsner. 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 Yeah. 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 A different chalk raspberry pilsner. So you've actually got a few atomics, um, Ross, because I was assuming this was atomic blackberry because it tastes like warheads. But oh, um, that's so clever. Is it but more no. of a like? <laughs> is it more of a like when you've got a real fruity one that you just say using yes, that Ross? Naming? No, Ross, just run with it. I think Phil's <laughs> just giving you an out. Just take it and run with it. Yeah, I got to just accept it. <laughs> well, 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 thanks, Phil. What a, what a, what a lovely play on the on the warhead like flavor of this thing. Well done, Ross. <laughs> you guys um, are out punning me. That's so, it. That's so, boys, uh, initial thoughts on on the uh, how do you pronounce it again, Adam? Weiss is it Berliner Weiss? Uh, well, I, Berliner, you know, I'm going to throw it to Ross. Weiss, 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 like the German Weiss. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, Weiss. How you said it before, Adam? You sound, made it sound what? like you knew what you were saying, and you were not never right from the start. No, I could um, see Ross cringe with every syllable coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I really, I really There's never um, any guarantee I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm I'm feeling really inspired now. I want to find out if there's a brewery in Miami that makes that makes a beer like this, so it's a Miami Vice. Okay, oh, now God. we're going to move on from here. Yeah. So sorry, <laughs> Russell oh, never come back on this show. <laughs> You're welcome, gentlemen. We can only You're go welcome. up from there, mate. <laughs> All right, back to my original question: yes. initial initial flavors, initial initial flavors. Because I'm, I'll be honest with yeah. you, I'm, I've almost finished. <laughs> I've almost finished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tristan! Every time, every time. Um, so for me, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, I am honestly about a third to half of the way through the atomic blackberry immediately it's going down real easy um i always loved the sour lollies as a kid the sour worms the warheads all that sort of stuff and it's just uh, glorious just going down easy and as a treat um spot on to what you said ross the black plums i need a minute to integrate this because it's a lot I, I i can't really make head nor tails of it thus far aside from the fact that it's like this is more like a liqueur than a beer um, oh, so you've already tucked into it, have you? Yeah, I haven't even oh, yeah. started that yet. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Phil, look, it's just, he plays by his own rules. Cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> You're such a raging alcoholic. <laughs> Gladys has been gone for like three days and he's just rewriting all the rules. <laughs> Tell me That's what right. to do. Look, I've been I've been grieving the the exit of Gladys for three straight days, boys. This is you have no idea how many standos I've had in the last seventy two hours. <laughs> Balling it up, pushing it down, and then tipping it's booze like on top of it. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, Phil, are you going one for one with the black plums? I think he's poured them into one big glass, mate. <laughs> well, can't do that. Yeah, they go they go really well together, actually. Or a can on each side of his hat with the two straws <laughs> that come down. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, Adam, what's your yeah, look, view? Because I'm, I'm not sure I can take what Phil's saying yeah, at the moment. I'm not a big sour drinker. Um, I do love Warheads. I, you know, love the uh, the Atomic Lemon Warheads growing up as a kid. Um, they also had those, the the Sour Berry Warheads as well, which were always great. Um, but yeah, coming from a place where I'm not a big sour guy, I'm quite liking the lightness of this. It sits really nicely. It's not overpowering with the amount of citric acid in there or, or the amount of alcohol in there. It's something I am going to be enjoying quite quickly. Yeah, but you know, probably wouldn't have two or three of these in a row. I'm probably more going to angle towards, you know, if, if someone gave me the option of this or one of the Queenslands from last week, there'd be no question about it for me. But I do like it from a, well, this is a little bit different kind of point of view. As a, as a side note, while while Adzo was was um, you know eloquently describing what was going on for him, I did just um, have a little bit of both and mixed them up in my mouth no. to see what that's like. I don't I'm recommend so it, sorry, boys. Russ. Russ I don't recommend so it. Sorry, it's all right. Tristan and I have been talking to a bunch of candidates to replace Phil on the podcast. <laughs> you guys make that uh, joke a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I am enjoying it. I, I, as I said, I've, I've almost finished it, and I, I, it's hard to determine whether that is because, look, it's it's an enjoyable drink. There's no doubt about it. And, sure. and but the question is, I drink either I drink basically either craft beer or water. Um, there isn't much <laughs> in between for me. So when I have something that's a bit lighter than some of these heavier drinks that we have, it's like it's almost it's almost like a kid having juice again. So it's like <laughs> I could just I could just pound this down. And it's and it's so quaffable. Like this is a great, you know, this is definitely a afternoon in the park. You know, you 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 you're together with your five closest vaccinated friends, <laughs> and uh, Ross doesn't know what we're talking about because Queensland have had the sweet sweet freedoms for the for the many of the month. They just go with whoever they want. But 
What's um, a lockdown? <laughs> what, what is a lockdown? I know. I know. No, it's, it's touch terrible. wood. <laughs> no, touch wood indeed. No, look, it, it is. It's, it's very enjoyable, and I just feel like it's the precursor for, for what's to come in a little bit because I feel like we're getting the sweet. It's, it's, it's a palate that. cleanser. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of it as a picnic drink. I think there's, you know, a certain group of drinks you go, oh, this is perfect for a picnic, hot, sunny day, picnic. What would you recommend you would pair? I like this question when it comes to our beers. Pair me a food with this, Ross. What do you reckon? Is this a desserty kind of thing? Is it like a cheese? And, no, and... I'd, I'd definitely have it with cheese. Yeah, I'm thinking cheese. Um, cheese would go really well and really scrub your palate clean between the mm. cheeses. You know, if you're eating at home, you know, having it with something like duck or something else or... You know, it would probably go really well, but I must admit, when I'm having beers with food, I tend to like bigger alcohol beers. I think with a nice cheese plate, you often get a bit of compote or a bit of a maybe quince paste or, I'm saying. or I think, I think something sweet cheese. in that. I think this would pair nicely with cheese. Yeah. I like that idea. Especially when you're talking a picnic beer, mm. then uh, that would be probably a, a perfect one for having. Especially if you had a range of half a dozen different ones to... Try with the cheese. Always with the upsell. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I, I feel like you've you've basically delivered a great tagline for this beer, which is you know atomic blackberry. Scrub your palate clean. <laughs> which sounds like a joke, but actually it's very very useful. I can kind of mm. see myself out on the deck at the brew house, going Queensland Ale, Queensland Ale, atomic blackberry. Queensland Ale, Queensland Ale, Atomic Blackberry. <laughs> That's the kind of like just what? just to just Double to, cleansing. Yeah, break it up. Maybe have that cheese platter at that same time because it is like yeah, it's like liquid quincy paste, like you say, or fig paste or whatever. Mm. So, um, Bill, that yeah. sounds like one of those uh, opportunity class tests that you have to do as a kid. Find the pattern. Queensland yes. Ale, Queensland Ale. Atomic Blackberry, Queensland, cheese, plate. Queensland. <laughs> cheese plate, absolutely, and in, and in fact, that could be a new marketing strategy for Ross in the same way that like Commonwealth Bank had the Dolomites. Oh yeah, you know, you just plant the idea of those Bacchus beers into their brains at five years old, you'll be good. <laughs> There's probably legal reasons we could discuss later why that's a bad idea, but I mean, let's I keep. Yeah. Let's I don't keep see. It I don't see any flaws in that strategy aside from the fact that even Commonwealth Bank was taken to court over that one. <laughs> Anyway, guys, I think you've had it uh, too easy. I think you uh, about time to crack that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait much longer. Uh, the mother of all beers, this one. Before we crack in, let's uh, let's just uh, so we we like to have a little fun on this podcast, Ross. So we like to do our international days, and today, but for this sort of Bacchus, Bacchus Brewing series that we're doing, what we're doing is we're trying to theme our uh, conversation around the, the um, fun names that you come up for your different mm. uh, brews. So obviously we've got the Scottish, uh, the Scottish connection with the Black Plums and we've, of course, got the Atomic connection with the uh, Berliner Weiss. And so what we came up with was, Adam, what did we come up with? What's the official subject? Yeah, it's uh, the top three Scots that you would choose in an apocalypse to be <laughs> so, on your team, and why? So we're listing if if we were if we had just survived the uh, the new kind of apocalypse, nuclear zombie, giant rat, whatever it is, we need we three Scots on your team. A, we have to choose a few Scots to be on our team. So we the way it works for us is we count down. I did give you a little heads up. So, you know, don't be too intimidated. We'll, we'll, we'll power through these because we really want to get into the next beer. But um, we always have a little fun with it. And there were this was actually quite fun because I don't know about you guys, but 
there are a lot of awesome Scots out there. Mm. Uh, I had no Love idea. It. There are a this lot. Some. Some. Yeah. No, there are. <laughs> and, you know, this, is, this has got nothing to do with uh, the sexist nature of this podcast, but I found that there was significantly more famous male Scots than there were female Scots. That's just me. I didn't. Maybe that's just my own. Uh, well, that prime minister is a woman, isn't she? No, no idea. This, this we're not a cultured <laughs> podcast. I never My said current, anyway. current leader of the Scottish uh, Party is a woman. There you yeah, go. Jesus you're bringing, Friedman, you're bringing come the, on, man. Equality to this podcast, Ross. That's what that's what we need you for. <laughs> don't don't um, ask me what her name is, but she's definitely a woman. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know, you know one from the red hair. <laughs> it is it, it it is one of those one of those things that I, I observed that as well, Tristan, when I was doing my deep Google research, and uh, and and there was a huge list of that, and I was like, damn, this is very. And then it's like, well, yeah, that most of recorded history is is uh, written em- by men. Is em- written by and emphasized in the in the masculine. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is. This is this 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 is this is uncomfortable. Well, Moving we look right forward on. to the the three women that you've got on your list, mate. Yeah, so, uh, thanks. Phil. Shall, we, shall we kick off? Yes. So I uh, I've got I've I've categorised my my uh, my Scots into three essential needs. If I was yeah. in a uh, atomic apocalypse, uh, and I'll start with the first, which is drinking. Uh, okay. You obviously need to drink. So of course the person i mean he's dead now but that doesn't matter <laughs> the person i would definitely want to have is john core he is the name of the monk who uh was the first person referred to as making scotch whiskey wow on the first of june 1494 uh and um i don't know too much more about it but he was ordered by uh the king uh to make it's called aquavitae Eight bowls of malt, which they assume was whiskey back in those days. So Scotch whiskey apparently dates back to the first of June, fourteen ninety four. And I figured, if they made whiskey back in those days, imagine what John could do with whiskey these days. So my first yeah. pick of my team is John Core. Yeah, excellent choice. Uh, I like it. I also went with the uh, the way back in history. You kind of going to need this guy dead or alive on your team. And, you know, what is one of the most common issues in a post-apocalyptic world? Is it a bite from a giant rat? Is it a bite from a rabid zombie? Is it a scratch uh, from a rusty pitchfork? You're using to defend yourself from rats and zombies and other mutant types. Who better to have on your team but the man who discovered penicillin and worked out how to use it to treat infections? I'm talking about Alexander Fleming. He may not be there to swing a battle axe against the infected hordes, but he might just have the smarts to save your life in a bite or be bitten scenario. So it was a very practical, but not I think bad. very important number three pick. Very, very you important. You guys have been busy Googling? Go- oh. No, excuse me. It's called Internet Research Annals. <laughs> so, wow. you know, yes. Internet Internet Research what, Tristan? Uh, no, not, you're not getting me again, buddy. You're not getting it again? Okay. <laughs> no. All right. You're very, you're very uh, resistant to my mischief this evening, Tristan. I am, hundred percent. There were so many names as I was going through. There were so many different ways to take this, and and the first thought that I had when this subject matter came up was, I'm going to make my number three groundskeeper Willie, so that, <laughs> so, so that oh, you bloody better of me, so, so that none of the rest of you could 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 claim it, um, <laughs> because of my probably. I, it's close to my favorite line on The Simpsons of all time, which is, mm. you know, a brother's hate, a brother's and a sister's hate is as natural as a Scots hate for the English, and a Scots <laughs> hate for the Germans, 
and a Scots hat <laughs> for the Japanese and a Scots hat for other Scots. God, I hate those bleeding Scots. They ruined Scotland. Um, so that's that's like so good. But I had to put that to one side because I thought, okay, what's the theme here? What are the things that we need to rebuild society? And what are the groundskeeping? Key, what are the key elements? Yeah, clearly some groundskeeping. Um, and so I started uh, with, in fact, Adam Smith, who is the uh, the father, the pioneer of classical economics, and laid the basis of the free market. Ugh. So you had, uh, you had groundskeeper Willie in your hand. Yep, I did. I did. And you went with an economist. I did. I, I play fantasy sports, and you just dropped groundskeeper Willie from your team, and yep. he's now sitting out there in the free I think Phil's fallen off a cliff in Ross's opinion of him. <laughs> you were going so up in my estimation before. It was going up. It was going up. It was going up, and then it was coming down, just like the movements of the free market that Adam Smith no, pioneered. No, no, no. If we're having an apocalypse, <laughs> and you somehow find a way to bring capitalism back, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> we need to make we need to make this more lowbrow. Ross, have you have you got any favourite Scots out there? Yeah, I think after an apocalypse or something, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a, well, I'll be there making the beer, but uh, I really want someone to have a laugh with. And mm. to me, probably the greatest comic ever is Billy Connolly. Yes. He well is said. Just my absolute hero. Yeah. And, and, and he was a boiler maker as well. So he'd probably have a few skills there to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to help us out of the apocalypse as well. Was he? Really? Jeez, that, is, that is a nice double skill. I, I definitely I contemplated Billy Connolly myself, and then and then sort of thought he's he's really really funny. But like if you if he was one of the only people you ever saw all the time, it would, I just sense it would get very annoying very quickly. Well, you know, Phil, he used to be the spokesman for ING Direct Banking, so maybe him and Adam Smith could hang out together and <laughs> rebuild economic society from scratch. You piece now, of shit. <laughs> now I'm on board. Now I'm on board, a hundred percent. I didn't take you for a capitalism hater, Adzo. Nah, oh, stick it up your ass. Free market's God. a good time. I thought you were the libertarian him. <laughs> yeah, what what do you think a libertarian is, I bro? No, with that beard. <laughs> Great pick, Ross. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. And absolutely. I also believed uh believe the world needs laughter. So I was gonna go with Sean William Scott, but uh, I moved <laughs> <Nice>. on. Nice. Who? <laughs> 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 Is that just because his last name was Scott? Of course. Oh, wow. Now, now, uh, I'm going to crack, I'm cracking open up the black plums. I've cracked Yeah, let's all crack it open now. We're almost halfway through the list. Oh, yes, I will just crack this open now. (laughs) Let's pour and let's, we'll go through number two while we, uh, while we pour and have a chat. All right, so my number two, so we've got drinking. Yeah, we've got, let's, all right, we've got Billy Connolly in there for laughter already. We've got our our medicine. medicine. We've we've got global economics. Thank you, Phil. (laughs) I'm going to go with my number three, my number two, which is survival. <laughs> we just need to know how to survive. Yeah. And there were actually lots of people in here. I won't go through them yet because maybe you've got them on your list because yeah. there are some hard no, ass. No short list just yet. Yeah. There are some hard ass mofos from, from Scotland. Um, but I'm going to, as I'm pouring this with a lot of delicacy, um, I, I couldn't go past Ian McDermott. Well, Emperor Palpatine. Yes. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because that mofo has gotten younger over 20 <laughs> years. Now, yeah. of 30 years. He was the original emperor in the original films. And he was also uh, Senator Palpatine in the, uh, the prequels. <sighs> prequels. And yeah. uh, he played a younger version of himself. And he almost... And even when you see photos of him as an actor, he, 
He basically was either a really old looking young guy or is a really <laughs> young looking old guy. And uh, I can't get my head around the fact that it's the same guy. Like you look at Mark Hamill, he looks like he's <laughs> aged. He looks uh, old. Carrie Fisher actually died. Very uh, dead. Harrison Ford, he's going to do a fifth Indiana Jones movie, even though he probably shouldn't. He's barely uh, holding on right now. He's barely holding on. But Ian McDermott just <laughs> looks amazing. So what I would do is just say, sir, how do how do we get younger in this post-goblet? Oh, post-goblet he's going to find a way to, you know, fountain of youth is into a long-term, you know, humanity situation. 100%. 100%. So, okay. Yeah, okay, I like it. Ian, Ian's my boy. Ian, great choice. Yeah. Um, now, I reckon, you know, when you find yourself, you're in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. You find yourself staring down the barrel of one more can of possibly expired spam and beans. You're going to have to get to a point where you start to wonder if maybe the dead have it better off after all. Well, that's where my number two man steps up, Gordon Ramsay. He's going to take the dead, dying, or whatever koala platypus of what's left of yep. humanity animalia a handful of seaweed a jug of barely filtered pond scum and turn it into some kind of delightful gumbo that will put a little lead back in your pencil if you know what i mean a well-fed team is a successful team and when you're spending your days battling the muties in a scorched earth wasteland knowing you've got a little home cooking to come back to could be the one thing you need to fight on another day gordon ramsay easy number two wow good pick i didn't know that he was scottish uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how about that? Great pick, and and well, he swears like a Scot. So the, the the writing was on the wall there. <laughs> and the be- the beautiful thing about that pick is that um, we're going to loop around to one of my later picks, who also yells at people almost constantly. So uh, we're going to go full circle. We're going to go full circle within this, Bill. Uh, so next up, we've gone yep. from economics, and now we're coming <laughs> to science. Uh, but the best kind of science, my friends, because it's <laughs> none science. other, none other <laughs> than Adam Smith's brother. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next one up is David Tennant. Uh, oh, yeah. None other than Doctor, Doctor Who. Who himself. Right. Um, and an all-round excellent gentleman from every interview I've ever seen of him. Um, yeah, just a just a particularly excellent actor, human being, and somebody who can. Uh, travel to any planet, no matter what state it's in, and uh, you know, fashion all manner of weird, sciencey things to survive whatever situations in front of you. So you know, he's he's one part magic, one part science. Get in. Is he the original Doctor Who, or no, no, no? no. I don't like know. Two, two, two or three, three, three or so Doctors ago. Yeah. So okay. Phil's picked this guy based on the fact that he he can act. As a scientist, exactly, with it, with, acts like he's got a time machine. So well, can exactly. I be? Can I be perfectly speaking of that? I actually had down here Doc Brown from Back to the Future because he says "Great Scott" all the time. Nice. So, ah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay. Tristan, it feels to me that you had a really good line of thinking going here, and or you, a and, lot and of time on his hands away from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go Ridley Scott, Great Scott. <laughs> I, I just. I just wanted to. I just wanted to um, prove to Ross that we don't just Google everything. That sometimes <laughs> it just comes to the brilliant minds. It, 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 I'm not saying anything is mm. about smartness. It's just that I hear the word Scott and I go, "What's the most famous Scott?" Oh, whenever Doc Brown says "Great Scott" in Back to the Future, you can't see, Google I, that. See, see, Tristan, I feel that actually it is still Google, but that you didn't even get past auto search. You no. just put in the word Scott. 
and it came up with a bunch of suggestions that were all Scots. And, Do you uh, know how I think I actually remembered it? I think I actually put into Google great, great, greatest Scots of all time and it came Great Scots! <laughs> if we're looking for someone to lead us out of a post-apocalyptic world and we need someone to help us explore and everything, the first thing that came to my mind was Scott of the Arctic to lead our expedition. Oh, yeah. But uh, I guess he wasn't a Scot, but... Does the name count? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're very flexible on the rules here. <laughs> what, you're talking about the guy who uh, who found, like got to the North Pole first, the Scott yeah. expedition? Is that the right thing? Am I... Yeah, but he didn't survive, so... Doesn't matter. <laughs> you just got to give him another chance. Frankly, I think that's more impressive. <laughs> Ross, Ross has chosen a guy who isn't Scottish who died um, exploring just the Arctic North, which is Antarctic. Nothing. Oh, the Antarctic the, South. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the Antarctic South. In a nuclear winter type scenario, it might be very similar, in fact. So, yeah. Actually, Scott of the Antarctic could be the best pick of them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to disparage <laughs> Phil's pick of the economist when it comes to, to training coconut shells and mutated clams for chowder. Maybe, uh, maybe Adam Smith is the guy, but I'm going with, yeah, Robert Falcon Scott for now. Well done. Um, Nothing can transform that wasteland quite as fast as the free market ad, so I stand by it. <laughs> stand by it to the end. So, I'm gonna. Before we go into our number ones, uh, let's go back to the beer. And I'm we're just sipping gonna, now. I'm going to say it right now. I'm not man enough for this beer. I'm not man enough for this beer. <laughs> you've you've beaten me, Russ. I I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure I can finish it. Uh, and <laughs> you called it. Uh, it is. It is. I mean, so I. I I had my first um, what barrel age stout not too long ago. It was good and it was heavy and it was you got to be in the right mindset. This is a full on heavy drink, and with that smokiness in it, I have mm. to. Do, I have to. This is a test for me. I'm I'm standing on a cliff, looking at my manhood, <laughs> and just going, "Do I have the kahunas?" To do this, and I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I will. It's not to say that I don't. I don't know where I'm going to end up. Is this going to grow on me? I'm going to finish this bad boy, and I'm going to go. That was amazing. Or am I going to wuss out? I, we'll come back to me, Adam. What, what's what's your look? And, and just just before we go to ads, I just just have to note. So basically, Tristan, you're you're trying to work out whether this beer has emasculated you as much as your cat with a retracted testicle. Hundred <laughs> percent. Put it this way, I've just I've I've started this podcast off drinking the Atomic Blackberry Berliner Wies and said, mm-hmm. This is lovely. Mm-hmm. I could drink this. I've almost finished this. Look at me, I'm a man. And Ross has sat back on his Queensland porch, yeah, not in lock- lockdown, and has said, <laughs> <laughs> just you wait, my friend. Well he hasn't said it, but he, I could see see in his eyes. Well, He's just like In fact, Ross have you been drinking the black plums all night? You've had He's drunk very three. dark He's in your drunk glass. three in the past four minutes. <laughs> I'm actually drinking uh, an espresso stout at the moment. That's his chaser. All the-, <laughs> the, black, the black plums are sold out, so I, I couldn't uh, join you on it tonight. Well, we got the last three cans, boys. How about that? Um, yeah, look, I like I said, I love a very a very peaty, very smoky whiskey. First impressions. I reckon I'm going to be able to smell this beer on my body when I wake up tomorrow morning. (laughs) I think it's going to leach through every pore. My wife will be like, whew, you've had a few. And I'm like, well, just the one, but one is all you need. 
Like yeah. it is just, it's a big flavor. I don't, I don't hate it. Okay, straight off the bat, I've got no, I'm going to have no problem finishing this, but it's going to take me a while. I might have to take a little breather part way through and, you know, have a bit more of the Tomic Blackberry salad, maybe something just to like break up the night because I'm, this is, this has got me committed till uh, 1130 at least. It's you a beautiful it. sipper. You want it to take a while. That's what it's about. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an all night kind of beer. You can't, you can't have a four and a half stando beer in, in 30 minutes and then call it a day like you can with the Atomic Blackberry. This is something you got to commit to. And I'm ready to make that commitment, but I'm quite sure tomorrow morning when I yawn, the first thing I'm going to taste <laughs> is going to be black plums. So thank you. Thank you for that experience. My wife also thanks you, by the way. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. I think, I think you will find it will grow on you as you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel the way Tristan's describing this to bring things onto onto point is that this beer is behaving like uh, William Wallace himself. <laughs> it's, it's it's parading around on the horse in front of Tristan, going, "You may take my life, but you will never it. take my freedom." This is um, a definite William Wallace of beers. This one, it's a hundred percent. So I, I'm I'm enjoying it immensely, but from uh, almost liqueur slash port kind of perspective yeah. and there's been a few beers like this down the weeks and even months for us particularly during lockdown we've we've had a punt at a few heavies like this mm. and i feel like i need to get a little bottle with a cork because i i'm gonna struggle to get through this in one sitting but um i'll have a i'll have a bit of a sip of this at the end of each night for a few nights happy days well that's um, a great like question a port at the end of the day it's a great question you raised there, Phil. Uh, Ross, is 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 there any way to do that? If you want to enjoy this beer over two nights, can it be done? So if you've got a small bottle that you can cap, yeah, put yeah. pressure on, you could definitely keep it. That's what I, I used to have a few of those like Grolsch um, swing top beer bottles that empty and just like put water in them in the fridge or something like that. Just being able to pour that beer into this. And have it across a few nights. It's it's delicious, but it is. Um, I'm with Tristan. This beer is going to defeat me tonight. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't. Say, I, I never said it was going to defeat me. I said. I said. I said it's a challenge. That's, that's what pretty, I said. That's pretty much exactly what you said, Tristan. No, I said. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> man enough. I said I'm at the precipice, and I'm looking oh, down. Oh, I'm sorry. I just made the assumption that you're not man enough. Yeah. The beer is goading him into it. As he I wants, always he wants to be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a challenge. Yeah, it is. You may take yeah. its life, but you'll never take its freedom. <laughs> Just thinking, Phil, though, you're from Bribey Island, so you probably got four or five sort of plastic Mr. Juicy bottles kicking around that you could pour it into. <laughs> Shame about the bit of hose sticking out the side. And I've got, I've got a lot more than five, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a bit of sticky tape over that little hole and fill <laughs> Well, I didn't, want, right. I didn't want to draw attention to it, but actually I don't need that because I've got a lot of moonshine bottles kicking around. And yes, <laughs> and yes, seriously, one of my mate's dads growing up did in fact make moonshine in his shed. That's it. Oh, yeah, wow. Set, the real deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, newsflash, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're surprised. Let's move on. I, uh, Ross, it's growing on me. All right, number ones, um, we, 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 we're mixing our atomic... With our Scottish, the number one person I would want with me to survive the post-atomic apocalypse from Scotland. You obviously, we've got our basic animal urges. We need our sexuality, and for yes. me, Susan Boyle. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hewen. 
aka Jamie Fraser from the show Outlander. Now, oh, wow. I'm not a homosexual, but <laughs> if I were, he would be the man that I would turn to. He is the he is my wife's one. I have openly said that if she ever meets Sam Hewen, um, she can uh, she can be with him. And uh, <laughs> when we watch the show, there's obviously a, a key. I can't even remember what the the main lady is in the show. <laughs> You're too focused on Sam. Hewen. I'm too focused on Sam. Everyone's like, yeah. "Well, if 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 Lindy gets to have Jamie Fraser, do you get to have Claire?" I'm like, "No, no, no. I want Jamie Fraser. He's tough. <laughs> He's a spot." Uh, He'll be the meat in your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he travelled through time, and yeah. uh, he is—he's uh, an Adonis. So okay. uh, this, I, I, this I, may I, be the first recorded case of a heterosexual couple having the same person as their one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it, dude. Um, and yeah, sometimes you've got to have that beautiful man on your team. Um, and I'm also thinking, I want pure muscle. Okay. You know, I want a battle ready sword swinging champion who's going to lead us into combat against you know the dreaded mutants in the tundra of a post-nuclear winter a man not afraid to shoot chop rip shear or failing that a man who looks good enough with his shirt off so that the sex starved bands of irradiated freaks are distracted just long enough to me to make a tactical exit so my number one post-apocalyptic scotsman (laughs) is none other than king leonidas himself jared butler a beefy but beautiful nice. warrior. Yep. I want to make sure he's on my team. Yep. Yep. And and don't want to don't want to fuck him like Tristan Sky, but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, honestly, with all that build-up ads, I was about to say you can't nominate yourself. Because uh, <laughs> I suspect that's what you see when you look in the mirror. But um but uh yes, yeah. That's you a put good in pick. ahead of William Wallace. Well, yeah. I mean, Mel Gibson was great in that movie, but he's not a Scot. He's so, not talking about no, William Wallace. About, he's talking about the real yeah, William no, Wallace. I, I, you know? Yeah, I know the real. Yeah, I, I, I looked over William Wallace. I was distracted uh, by a William Walrus joke. So I'm guessing that's. I'm guessing he's your number one, mate. So I'm bringing it home. So, so I thought I had the perfect triumvirate uh, for a moment here, and so uh, economics, oh, no. science, yeah. and magic mm. in J.K. Rowling. Uh, wow. And I was very excited that it was that I could bring the world of Harry Potter and I could talk all of that, only to find that the list, when I did a little bit more digging, uh, otherwise known as Googling, that no, she just lives in Scotland now mm-hmm. and she's formerly English. So I couldn't uh, go to that no. and I had to go to one of my backups. Um, and uh, this is where we get to the yelling. And so uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, oh, the, yeah. most, the most legendary coach in football management, um, need to pick a bloody footballer, yeah. And, and most importantly, he's known for the what's called the hairdryer treatment, where he absolutely just rinses someone with with all the fury in the world when he yells at them. It's known as the hairdryer treatment. And I thought to myself, you're in the shelter, right? And you go out into the wasteland. You're hunting <laughs> for meat and for various different things, and then you come back and you're slightly irradiated. And you just get him to yell at you so hard oh, yeah. he'll lose the radiation off you. Like a radiation <laughs> hairdryer. That's that's kind of where my mind went. Tristan's looking very confused as he as he does when I go on one of these. No, but keep going. This is this is what it is. So for me, uh, we don't need any technology to rinse the radiation off. You just get Sir Alex Ferguson to yell at you. That's that's my plan. I was hoping it would go JK Rowling to Hagrid to Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> Yeah, who definitely was a nice. Scot, 
Nice. And you know, I would I want the I don't want the Hagrid Robbie Coltrane. I don't want the the cracker I know who Robbie you Coltrane. That's who I want. No, you want Valentin Sukovsky. <laughs> From <True>. Goldeneye. Yep. <laughs> It's not the movie, the game. The truth <laughs> is, I just needed a misdirect for my last one to let you boys think I wouldn't shoehorn football into this somehow yeah. and uh, and then bring it home to the football in the end. So you're welcome. We know you very well. And Russ, are you going with uh, William Wallace? No, I don't think so. I think it's a bit too much fighting and uh, everything else. I mean, at the end of the day, we've got to look at preoccupation. Uh, I can't even speak properly. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew you were human. Here's this yeah. man who's probably he's on his third yeah. stout, and I'm like, look at this guy. Uh, he's unstoppable. Yeah, and I've just drunk a bottle of wine, so it's not helping. <laughs> oh lord! So you're thinking procreation? Make That's it a good it. one, mate, because we're all going to have to share this one. You know, so <laughs> none of us have. One. And and I'll have my my brewing going and trying to get everybody to come in and enjoy yep. a beer, and. Uh, it's a bit of a curveball one here, but uh, I'd love to have Sheena Easton at her prime. Sheena Easton, tell Sheena me about Easton. Sheena. You Easton. might have to Google her up for you, young bucks. But we don't uh, use uh, we don't actually use Google. We we know everything. We, we've got our own research channels, but um, I might just use Google this one time. Yeah, the singer songwriter. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we'll just do what we always do and pop down to the library to do some. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Tell know. us about tell us about Sheena Ross. Oh, great singer, gorgeous girl. I mean, she is a gorgeous girl. What, I love what, the red hair. What more could I want? So you guys can go off and uh, fight, and Kristen uh, <laughs> can fuck that man from Outlander, and, I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll hang back with the women making beer. And yeah, yeah she, she can sing songs to you in between love making. That sounds fantastic. I don't know what I was thinking. Getting Jared Butler. I honestly think like Ross has come from like like he's 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 at the back of the pack, just thinking very strategically. And we've shot ourselves in the foot right across the board. And then he's like, enjoy that, guys. I'll be back here fucking. Making yeah. um, <laughs> beer, drinking and, and fucking. And Phil, <laughs> Phil, have your fun dancing around with a time lord and trying to set up free market economic systems. Get out of here. Um, we, we'd like some privacy, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, congratulations, Ross. You uh, you won the countdown. You bested us countdown. all. Yep. He's won the countdown. Although my, uh, and, and I know we're not getting to Hero of the Week yet, but my my Hero of the Week or of this section of the pod has been the way that Adzo has been describing the post-apocalyptic wasteland as being almost exactly like Fallout. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's made me just get a massive hankering for playing some Fallout. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I, I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Well, you know, I think I think Ross wins because he, you know, he, he, he drinks Black Plums, Isla Edition Fruited Imperial Stout for breakfast. He's got and Sheena he Easton like- on his side. And can uh, I also say, just to bring it back to something we would recognize, is Sheena Easton saying, for your eyes only, the James Bond thing. And we all know. Yeah. Yes. So, um, very, very good pick. Uh, good pick, guys. Thank you so much for uh, joining in that fun with us, Ross. I think I'm going to finish this beer, my friend. I think it is starting to grow on me. I'm. It does. Um, it becomes gentler. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it becomes yeah. gentler. I want to honestly it? hear from you who's managed to finish it and who hasn't. <laughs> well, As parts of your face start to die, it gets easier to drink. <laughs> no, I'm really enjoying it. Love it. If you text him before 10 a.m. tomorrow, he'll know it's a lie. <laughs> one of the guys on one of the main beer forums on Facebook actually had the the plums, black plums with the Islay black plums side by side, drank both cans. 
No. Oh my god! Wow, that's, that's that's a serious session. That's that's a real man, boys. <laughs> so is the black is the, is the black plums pretty much the same, but without that smoky? It didn't go into an Isla barrel afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Whew, well, listen, it is uh, it is certainly a man's beer, and I am enjoying it. I have to say, I am I'm glad enjoying, you're enjoying it because it, it, it yeah. is a pretty extreme bit. Yeah, it, it is, and it's not going to be for everybody, a hundred percent. And and it's not something I'm going to have every night. And it's going to be one of those ones which I'm just going to enjoy and sip as we continue to, to speak. But I'm not going to I'm not going to have you sit here while we finish it because it's going to take some time. <laughs> I haven't got the time. <laughs> no, you don't. But I want to I want to thank you for joining us, uh, and thank you for for being a guest on the pod again. Thank yeah, you for doing what pleasure. you do. Thank you for looking after Anonymous and uh, and Chappie as well. I guess as, uh, as as Sasha Baron Cohen once said, thanks for introducing us to a mouthful of Isla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adzo. Very Did good. you stay up all night writing that one? <laughs> Is Dad Jacob of Black Clums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Ross. Thanks, mate. We'll chat again <laughs> soon. Lord. Thanks, mate. Cheers, guys. Good night. Well